The following. We believe that all men are created equal. The magnificent mosaic that is America. Radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey. It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Rhodes Show. Turn up your mind. Well, I think we might be done here with the, uh, the, the January 6th hearing, which was focusing on uh, Donald Trump's fake elector scheme and his intimidation of state officials. So let me just see and make sure that we're... Shay, Shay Moss. She... Uh, oh, up. no, we're not done. We're going to uh, change up uh, the witnesses. So let me, let me describe what's happened this morning. This, this is an amazing uh, bunch of testimony that we got today. Today in the January 6th hearing, this is the fourth hearing. Uh, the first one was the opening statements, as you know. The second one was uh, basically, you know, the law and things of that nature. Um, or the third one was the law and things of that nature. The second one uh, was the mob and uh, what they did, the violence, and uh, Mike Pence and how he was uh, in danger. And now the fourth one has much more to do with uh, the states, all right? And so this morning, we heard testimony from the Speaker of the House in Arizona, who is a Republican named Rusty Bowers. Now, Rusty Bowers was uh, very succinct in his testimony. He was, uh, you know, extremely um, clear that they kept on trying. And by they, I mean Cleta Jones and Eastman and Giuliani and Donald Trump himself. They were on phone calls, phone calls. Donald Trump was on a phone call twice with the Speaker of the House of Arizona asking him or telling him that under Arizona law, he could decertify the duly selected electors who are duly selected under Arizona law by the popular vote and whoever wins the majority of the popular vote gets the entire slate of electors, which is the case in every state. But they were very busy uh, telling uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump was very busy telling the Speaker of the House in Arizona that he could decertify these electors and he could certify a fake slate of electors that were Trump electors. So he gave his testimony about fake electors and what happened. And then we heard a panel that was uh, Raffensperger and uh, Gabriel Sterling in Georgia uh, telling of the intimidation in Georgia where he threatened the Secretary of State with jail. He threatened to put the Secretary of State in jail because Donald Trump told the Secretary of State that he was violating the law, shredding ballots, uh, you know, doing all kinds of illegal things, and that this was very dangerous for him, that he could go to jail. And that was ahead of a day when Donald Trump retweeted a tweet about how uh, Raffensperger was going to go to jail. So they were intimidating everyone from the state investigators who were looking into his claims of fraud all the way to the Secretary of State. Okay. He kept saying, you're doing criminal things, Brad. You're doing criminal things. That's the only idea. The ballots are corrupt. And uh, that was completely and utterly debunked this morning. Now we're hearing testimony from um, a, a woman who was an election worker in Georgia and you may recall her mom's name. Her mom is Ruby Freeman. And the amount of intimidation that they received, the death threats that they received, is what they're here uh, to testify to today. So let's listen in. 
Uh, don't be nervous. Just <laughs> I understand. So, uh, and I want to make sure that the record reflects that you've done it for quite a while and you never received a threat. And your answer was no. Thank you. Pursuant to Section 5C8 of the House Resolution 503, the chair recognizes a gentleman from California, Mr. Schiff, for questions. Good afternoon, Ms. Moss. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I understand that you were employed by the Fulton County Registration and Elections Department uh, for more than 10 years, uh, and I understand that you love that job. Uh, please tell us what made you so fond of the work that you did. Um, well, I've always um, been told by my grandmother how important it is to vote and how people before me, a lot of people, um, older people in my family did not have that right. So what I loved most um, about my job were the older voters. Um, younger people could usually do everything from their phone or go online, but the older voters like to call, they like to talk to you, they like to get my card, they like to know that every election I'm here. Um, and like even college students, a lot of parents um, trust in me to make sure their child does not have to drive home. They'll get an absentee ballot, they can vote. And I really found pleasure in that. I liked being the one that, um, you know, if someone can't navigate my voter page or, you know, they want a new precinct card and they don't have a copy machine or a computer or all of that, I could put it in the mail for them. Um, I was excited always about sending out all the absentee ballots for the elderly, disabled people. Um, I even remember driving to an um, hospital to give someone her absentee application. Um, that's, that's what I love the most. So you really enjoyed helping people vote and participate, and, uh, and that was something, uh, the right to vote, that your grandmother taught you was precious? Yes. Well, I know the events that we're here to talk about today are incredibly difficult to relive. Your proud service as an election worker took a dramatic turn on the day that Rudy Giuliani publicized a video of you and your mother counting ballots on election night. President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and others claimed on the basis of this video that you and your mother were somehow involved in a plot to kick out observers, bring suitcases of false ballots for Biden into the arena, and then run them through the machines multiple times. None of that was true, was it? None of it. I'd like to show you some of the statements that Rudy Giuliani made in a second hearing before the Georgia State Legislators. A week after that video clip from State Farm Arena was first circulated by Mr. Giuliani and President Trump. I want to advise viewers that these statements are completely false and also deeply disturbing. Tape earlier in the day of Ruby Freeman and Shay Freeman Moss and one other gentleman quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. 
I mean, it's it's, it's obvious to anyone who's a criminal investigator or prosecutor, they are engaged in surreptitious illegal activity again that day. And that's a week ago, and they're still walking around Georgia lying. Should have been, they should have been, uh, should have been questioned already. Uh, Their places of work, their homes should have been searched for evidence of ballots, for evidence of USB ports, for evidence of voter fraud. That video was from Rudy Giuliani's appearance at a Georgia State Senate hearing on December 10. How did you become aware, how did you first become aware that Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer, was accusing you and your mother of a crime? I was at work, like always, um, and the former chief, Mr. Jones, asked me to come to his office. And um, when I went to his office, the former director, Mr. Barron, was in there, and they showed me a video on their computer. Um, It was just like a very short clip of us working at State Farm, and it had someone on the video like talking um, over the video, just saying that we were doing things that we weren't supposed to do, just lying. Um, 